0: Good morning. Today is Sunday, the twenty-third day of December, two thousand eighteen. It's a new week, and it's time to wake up to the Word. This week's Torah portion is called Names, from Exodus one one through six one. The Haftarah is Isaiah twenty seven six through twenty eight thirteen, and Isaiah twenty nine twenty two to twenty three. The New Testament passage is Matthew chapter two verses one through twelve. And we'll get started right after this. Exodus chapter 1. Now these are the names of the sons of Israel who came into Egypt. Every man in his household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun and Benjamin, Dan and Naphtali, Gad and Asher. All the souls who came out of Jacob's body were seventy souls, And Joseph was in Egypt already. Joseph died, as did all his brothers, and all that generation. The children of Israel were fruitful, and increased abundantly, and multiplied, and grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. Now there arose a new king over Egypt, who didn't know Joseph. He said to his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let's deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it happened that when any war breaks out, they also join themselves to our enemies and fight against us and escape out of the land. Therefore they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. They built storage cities for Pharaoh, Pitom and Ramesses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied, and the more they spread out. They started to dread the children of Israel. The Egyptians ruthlessly made the children of Israel serve, and they made their lives bitter, with hard service in mortar and in brick, and in all kinds of service in the field, all their service in which they ruthlessly made them serve. The king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of the one was Shiphrah, and the name of the other was Puah. And he said, When you perform the duty of a midwife to the Hebrew women, and see them on the birthstool... If it is a son, then you shall kill him, but if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God, and didn't do what the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the baby boys alive. The king of Egypt called for the midwives, and said to them, Why have you done this thing and saved the boys alive? The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women aren't like the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife comes to them. God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. Because the midwives feared God, he gave them families. Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, You shall cast every son who is born into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. Exodus chapter 2 A man of the house of Levi went and took a daughter of Levi as his wife. The woman conceived and bore a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him three months. When she could no longer hide him, she took a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and with pitch. She put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. His sister stood far off to see what would be done to him. Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe at the river. Her maidens walked along by the riverside. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her servant to get it. She opened it and saw the child, and behold, the baby cried. She had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Should I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, "'Go.' The young woman went and called the child's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, "'Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages.' The woman took the child and nursed it. The child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, and said, "'Because I drew him out of the water.' In those days, when Moses had grown up, he went out to his brothers and saw their burdens. He saw an Egyptian striking a Hebrew, one of his brothers. He looked this way and that way, and when he saw that there was no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. He went out the second day, and behold, two of the Hebrews were fighting with each other. He said to him who did the wrong, Why do you strike your fellow? He said, Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you plan to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Mm, Moses was afraid, and said, Surely this thing is known. Now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh, and lived in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters. They came and drew water, and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. The shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them, and watered their flock. When they came to Reuel, their father, he said, How is it that you have returned so early today? They said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds, and moreover he drew the water for us, and watered the flock. He said to his daughters, Where is he? Why is it that you have left the man? Call him, that he may eat bread." Moses was content to dwell with the man. He gave Moses Zipporah his daughter. She bore a son, and he named him Gershom, for he said, I have lived as a foreigner in a foreign land. In the course of those many days the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel sighed because of the bondage, and they cried, and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the children of Israel, and God was concerned about them. Exodus chapter 3 Now Moses was keeping the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock into the back of the wilderness, and came to God's mountain, to Horeb. Yahweh's angel appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the middle of a bush, HE LOOKED, AND BEHOLD, THE BUSH BURNED WITH FIRE, AND THE BUSH WAS NOT CONSUMED. MOSES SAID, I WILL GO NOW AND SEE THIS GREAT SIGHT, WHY THE BUSH IS NOT BURNED. WHEN YAHWEH SAW THAT HE CAME OVER TO SEE, GOD CALLED TO HIM OUT OF THE MIDDLE OF THE BUSH, AND SAID, MOSES, MOSES. HE SAID, HERE I AM. HE SAID, DON'T COME CLOSE. Take off your sandals, for the place you are standing on is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Yahweh said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who were in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Now behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. Moreover, I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? He said, Certainly I will be with you. This will be the token to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Behold, when I come to the children of Israel and tell them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What should I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, You shall tell the children of Israel this, I am has sent me to you. God said, Moreover, to Moses, You shall tell the children of Israel this, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and tell them, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, has appeared to me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite, to a land flowing with milk and honey. They will listen to your voice. You shall come, you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt, and you shall tell him, Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. Now... "'Please let us go three days' journey into the wilderness, "'that we may sacrifice to Yahweh our God. "'I know that the king of Egypt won't give you permission to go. "'No, not by a mighty hand. "'I will reach out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders "'which I will do among them, and after that he will let you go. "'I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians.' And it will happen that when you go, you shall not go empty handed. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor, and of her who visits her house, jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and clothing. You shall put them on your sons and on your daughters. You shall plunder the Egyptians. Exodus chapter 4 Moses answered, BUT BEHOLD, THEY WILL NOT BELIEVE ME, NOR LISTEN TO MY VOICE, FOR THEY WILL SAY, YAHWEH HAS NOT APPEARED TO YOU. YAHWEH SAID TO HIM, WHAT IS THAT IN YOUR HAND? HE SAID, A ROD. HE SAID, THROW IT ON THE GROUND. HE THREW IT ON THE GROUND, AND IT BECAME A SNAKE, AND MOSES RAN AWAY FROM IT. YAHWEH SAID TO MOSES, STRETCH OUT YOUR HAND AND TAKE IT BY THE TAIL. He stretched out his hand and took hold of it, and it became a rod in his hand. This is so that they may believe that Yahweh, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Yahweh said furthermore to him, Now put your hand inside your cloak. He put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous, as white as snow. He said, PUT YOUR HAND INSIDE YOUR CLOAK AGAIN. HE PUT HIS HAND INSIDE HIS CLOAK AGAIN, AND WHEN HE TOOK IT OUT OF HIS CLOAK, BEHOLD, IT HAD TURNED AGAIN AS HIS OTHER FLESH. IT WILL HAPPEN, IF THEY WILL NOT BELIEVE YOU, OR LISTEN TO THE VOICE OF THE FIRST SIGN, THAT THEY WILL BELIEVE THE VOICE OF THE LATTER SIGN. IT WILL HAPPEN, IF THEY WILL NOT BELIEVE EVEN THESE TWO SIGNS, OR LISTEN TO YOUR VOICE, THAT YOU SHALL TAKE THE WATER OF THE RIVER AND POUR IT ON THE DRY LAND. THE WATER WHICH YOU TAKE OUT OF THE RIVER WILL BECOME BLOOD ON THE DRY LAND. MOSES SAID TO YAHWEH, O LORD, I AM NOT ELOQUENT, NEITHER BEFORE NOW NOR SINCE YOU HAVE SPOKEN TO YOUR SERVANT, FOR I AM SLOW OF SPEECH AND OF A SLOW TONGUE. YAHWEH SAID TO HIM, WHO MADE MAN'S MOUTH? OR WHO MAKES ONE MUTE, OR DEAF, OR SEEING, OR BLIND? "'Isn't it I, Yahweh?' Now, Therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth, "'and teach you what you shall speak.' Moses said, "'O oh Lord, please send someone else.' Yahweh's anger burned against Moses, and he said, "'What about Aaron, your brother, the Levite? "'I know that he can speak well. "'Also, behold, he is coming out to meet you. "'When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart.' You shall speak to him, and put the words in his mouth. I will be with your mouth, and with his mouth, and will teach you what you shall do. He will be your spokesman to the people. It will happen that he will be to you as a mouth, and you will be to him as God. You shall take this rod in your hand, with which you shall do the signs. Moses went and returned to Jethro his father-in-law, and said to him, PLEASE LET ME GO AND RETURN TO MY BROTHERS WHO ARE IN EGYPT, AND SEE WHETHER THEY ARE STILL ALIVE. JETHRO SAID TO MOSES, GO IN PEACE. YAHWEH SAID TO MOSES IN MIDIAN, GO, RETURN TO EGYPT, FOR ALL THE MEN WHO SOUGHT YOUR LIFE ARE DEAD. MOSES TOOK HIS WIFE AND HIS SONS, AND SET THEM ON A DONKEY, AND HE RETURNED TO THE LAND OF EGYPT. MOSES TOOK GOD'S ROD IN HIS HAND. YAHWEH SAID TO MOSES, When you go back into Egypt, see that you do before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your hand, but I will harden his heart, and he will not let the people go. You shall tell Pharaoh, Yahweh says, Israel is my son, my firstborn, and I have said to you, Let my son go, that he may serve me, and you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will kill your firstborn son." On the way at a lodging place, Yahweh met Moses and wanted to kill him. Then Zipporah took a flint and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet, and she said, Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me. So he let him alone. Then she said, You are a bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision. Yahweh said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. He went and met him on God's mountain and kissed him. Moses told Aaron all Yahweh's words with which he had sent him, and all the signs with which he had instructed him. Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. Aaron spoke all the words which Yahweh had spoken to Moses, and did the signs in the sight of the people. The people believed, and when they heard that Yahweh had visited the children of Israel, and that he had seen their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. Exodus chapter 5 Afterward Moses and Aaron came and said to Pharaoh, This is what Yahweh the God of Israel says, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, Who is Yahweh that I should listen to his voice to let Israel go? I don't know Yahweh. And moreover, I will not let Israel go. They said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go three days' journey into the wilderness, and sacrifice to Yahweh our God, lest he fall on us with pestilence or with the sword. The king of Egypt said to them, Why do you, Moses and Aaron, take the people from their work? Get back to your burdens. Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land are now many, and you make them rest from their burdens. The same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and said to their officers, saying, You shall no longer give the people straw to make brick as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. You shall require from them the number of bricks which they made before. You shall not diminish anything of it, for they are idle. Therefore they cry, saying, Let's go and sacrifice to our God. Let heavier work be laid on the men that they may labor in it. Don't let them pay any attention to lying words. The taskmasters of the people went out with their officers, and they spoke to the people, saying, This is what Pharaoh says, I will not give you straw. Go yourselves, get straw where you can find it, for nothing of your work shall be diminished. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble for straw. The taskmasters were urgent, saying, Fulfill your work quota daily, as when there was straw. The officers of the children of Israel, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten, and were asked, Why haven't you fulfilled your quota, both yesterday and today, in making brick as before? Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried to Pharaoh, saying, Why do you deal this way with your servants? No straw is given to your servants, and they tell us, Make brick. And behold, your servants are beaten, but the fault is in your own people. But Pharaoh said, You are idle. You are idle. Therefore you say, Let's go and sacrifice to Yahweh. Go therefore now and work, for no straw shall be given to you, yet you shall deliver the same number of bricks.' The officers of the children of Israel saw that they were in trouble when it was said, You shall not diminish anything from your daily quota of bricks. They met Moses and Aaron who stood along the way as they came out from Pharaoh. They said to them, May Yahweh look at you and judge because you have made us a stench to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants to put a sword in their hand to kill us. Moses returned to Yahweh and said, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Why is it that you have sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on this people. You have not rescued your people at all. Exodus chapter 6 Yahweh said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for by a strong hand he shall let them go and by a strong hand he shall drive them out of his land. Isaiah chapter 27, verse 6 In the days to come Jacob will take root. Israel will blossom and bud. They will fill the surface of the world with fruit. Has he struck them as he struck those who struck them? Or are they killed like those who killed them who were killed? In measure, when you send them away, you contend with them. He has removed them with his rough blast in the day of the east wind. Therefore, by this the iniquity of Jacob will be forgiven, and this is all the fruit of taking away his sin, that he makes all the stones of the altar as chalk stones that are beaten in pieces, so that the Asherah poles and the incense altars shall rise no more. For the fortified city is solitary, a habitation deserted and forsaken, like the wilderness. The calf will feed there, and there he will lie down and consume its branches. When its boughs are withered, they will be broken off. The women will come and set them on fire, for they are a people of no understanding. Therefore he who has made them will not have compassion on them, and he who formed them will show them no favor. It will happen in that day that Yahweh will thresh from the flowing stream of the Euphrates to the brook of Egypt and you will be gathered one by one, children of Israel. It will happen in that day that a great trumpet will be blown, and those who were ready to perish in the land of Assyria, and those who were outcasts in the land of Egypt shall come, and they will worship Yahweh in the holy mountain at Jerusalem. Exodus chapter 28 Woe to the crown of pride of the drunkards of Ephraim! and to the fading flower of his glorious beauty, which is on the head of the fertile valley of those who are overcome with wine. Behold, the Lord has a mighty and strong one. Like a storm of hail, a destroying storm, and like a storm of mighty waters overflowing, he will cast them down to the earth with his hand. The crown of pride of the drunkards of Ephraim will be trodden under foot. The fading flower of his glorious beauty which is on the head of the fertile valley shall be like the first ripe fig before the summer, which someone picks and eats as soon as he sees it. In that day Yahweh of armies will become a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty to the residue of his people, in a spirit of justice to him who sits in judgment and strength to those who turn back the battle at the gate." THEY ALSO REEL WITH WINE AND STAGGER WITH STRONG DRINK. THE PRIEST AND THE PROPHET REEL WITH STRONG DRINK. THEY ARE SWALLOWED UP BY WINE. THEY STAGGER WITH STRONG DRINK. THEY ERR IN VISION. THEY STUMBLE IN JUDGEMENT. FOR ALL TABLES ARE COMPLETELY FULL OF FILTHY VOMIT AND FILTHINESS. WHOM WILL HE TEACH KNOWLEDGE? TO WHOM WILL HE EXPLAIN THE MESSAGE? those who are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts? For it is precept on precept, precept on precept, line on line, line on line, here a little, there a little. But he will speak to this nation with stammering lips, and in another language, to whom he said, This is the resting place, give rest to the weary, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Therefore Yahweh's word will be to them precept on precept, precept on precept, line on line, line on line, here a little, there a little, that they may go, fall backward, be broken, be snared, and be taken. Isaiah chapter 29 verse 22 Therefore Yahweh, who redeemed Abraham, says concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall no longer be ashamed, neither shall his face grow pale. But when he sees his children, the work of my hands, in the middle of him, they will sanctify my name. Yes, they will sanctify the Holy One of Jacob, and will stand in awe of the God of Israel. Matthew chapter 2 Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard it, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he asked them where the Christ would be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it is written through the prophet, You, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are in no way least among the princes of Judah, for out of you shall come a governor who shall shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the wise men and learned from them exactly what time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. WHEN YOU HAVE FOUND HIM, BRING ME WORD, SO THAT I ALSO MAY COME AND WORSHIP HIM. THEY, HAVING HEARD THE KING, WENT THEIR WAY, AND BEHOLD THE STAR WHICH THEY SAW IN THE EAST WENT BEFORE THEM UNTIL IT CAME AND STOOD OVER WHERE THE YOUNG CHILD WAS. WHEN THEY SAW THE STAR, THEY REJOICED WITH EXCEEDINGLY GREAT JOY. THEY CAME INTO THE HOUSE AND SAW THE YOUNG CHILD WITH MARY HIS MOTHER, AND THEY FELL DOWN AND WORSHIPPED HIM. Opening their treasures, they offered to him gifts—gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they went back to their own country another way. This is Sage Lossley. I hope you enjoy listening to Wake Up to the Word as much as I enjoy recording and producing it. If you do, please let me know by visiting my webpage at wakeuptotheword.com. I'm putting some things up there that might just help you to wake up to the word. Get it? (laughs) Thanks a lot, and don't forget to listen next time.